as we enter into a new era of leadership, empowerment, and influence. In this season two of Transcend with M, we want to highlight the power that lies underneath us, underneath you. On this new season, we will showcase true stories about women who one way or another are exercising influence by tapping on their strength and their own story. I hope, just like me, that you let all these women and their stories empower you today and shape your tomorrow just like they have helped me. So welcome to season two of Transcend with M. Know her story. All right. Welcome everyone to another episode of Transcend with M on season two, Know Her Story. And today I am really excited because we have Julie Webb. And Julie and I met about, what will you say? Two months ago, Julie, three months ago, give it a take. Uh, yes. We are in uh, a women's network together, and I am so excited to have her here. So Julie and her teammates are building something great, something exceptional. And less than a year old, MPV Financial is a boutique-style firm offering insurance and wealth management solutions to its clientele. So Julie heads up the insurance practice as the VP and director of risk services. This business has started in 2020, so it has not been easy and it has definitely been challenging, but the team is actually confident about the future and is excited about, you know, what the experience uh, MPV is offering and actually the difference that they are being able to make to all their clientele. So a little bit about Julie, and Julie, correct me if I'm wrong, but Julie is a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh. Hail to the pit, right? Yes. <laughs> she started her career with a famous direct writer, we all know because of their famous commercials, Geico. And there she was first introduced to the whole world of insurance and had the honor of serving in several leadership roles. So after having her first child, uh, she and her husband, you know, made the decision to move back home to Pennsylvania and they put down roots and, and, and there and just wanted to be closer to the family. So, you know, how is it, how's it been being back home? We love it. It was the best decision for us. I grew up close to my grandparents and my kids now have the opportunity to do the same thing and to see the bond that they have um, yeah. makes it worth it. So it's great. That's amazing. So after relocating to Pennsylvania, you transitioned to the insurance agency side and you led the Mid-Atlantic region for a large insurance agency network. Then um, during your tenure there, you develop an extreme amount of respect and admiration for the insurance agency owners and so much that now you had the opportunity to build M MPV Financial, and you, you had to take it. You had to run with, with the idea. You had to take the bull by the horns and make it happen. So that is amazing. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, when I first came to the independent agency side, I was so intrigued by all of the agency owners that I met, and they all had a story to tell. 
And I loved just sitting and listening to, you know, whether it was their father's father that started the agency or it was a friend and they partnered up and 30 years later built a successful agency. Um, It was just so um, interesting for me to learn about that. And I caught the entrepreneur bug early on in my tenure there. And so I learned a lot while I was at that firm and made a lot of great connections, um, but always had that desire to try it for myself. And Mm -hmm. when this opportunity presented itself, I knew I had to take it. Um, It was one of those things where I thought, if I don't take this opportunity, I'm going to regret it later. So it's, uh, as I mentioned, and you shared in my intro, starting an agency in 2020 has not been without its challenges. It hasn't gone exactly how I planned, but what does? And so I'm very excited about what we've built so far and what 2021 and the future has in store for us. Yeah. So mom, wife, business owner, entrepreneur, 2020. Tell me more about your decision of opening the business and how have you been able to find balance and and courage to continue to move forward? Uh, Sometimes you have to take it day by day, Monica, day by day, hour by hour. And some days are better than others, if I'm being honest with you. For me, it was it has been a challenge uh, to balance it all. And, you know, I've learned that work-life balance doesn't exist. It's more about just defining your whole life and there are different pieces within it. So as you mentioned, I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a a wife, I'm a, a business leader. And it's just for me, it's finding over the course of 24 hours and also making time to sleep, you know, where, where do I play those different roles? And so, you know, 2020 has given us a completely different schedule, you know, no longer are you going into the office from eight to six or nine to five or whatever it is. So, you know, I was just thinking about this this morning. I, um, I'm an early person. And so I get up at 5am every day. And usually that's like quiet time for me, but this morning it was work time. And so by eight o'clock I had put in three hours of work and I was feeling really good. And so that allows me then to spend some time with my kids, make sure I'm getting them set up for virtual learning. And um, now I'm talking to you and later on today, you know, we're gonna um, do some gingerbread house decorating with my extended family over Zoom. So, you know. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's um, patience and flexibility, right? Right, right. So not only that, but you are a true believer of continuing education. So you completed your CIC, your Series 65, and you're currently also pursuing the CPCU. So you're not only doing everything that you're doing, but you're also studying and educating yourself just to be a better leader, a better person. How, how does that all fit with, you know, um, making sure that you don't, you don't lose track of everything that's going on? 
for me, uh, like you said, I'm a big believer in continuing education and investing in yourself mm -hmm. and especially in the insurance industry because the world around us is changing more so this year than in years past. Mm -hmm. And we have to stay on top of those things. And we can't, I can't do my job well yeah. unless I'm educated and well-versed and up to date on what's going on in the world. So for me, it's not, um, it's not a nice to have, it's a need to have. So mm -hmm. it's just prioritizing it and carving out time for it. How do you feel education fits um, with the empowerment that we should all have? How, how does it play a role uh, and for, for everyone listening today, how do you feel education plays a vital role into any woman that, um, you know, it's, it's growing, that wants to grow, that wants to become a leader, to become whatever they want to become? Yeah, I think it's, you know, like what I just said, it's, it's, it's a need to have. Um, you have to prioritize it because if you don't prioritize it, nobody else will. Yeah. And once you've prioritized it, um, it's almost, it's like, I get to do this. Like looking at things like, I don't, oh, I have to do this. No, I get to do this. Like how fortunate am I to be able to, you know, this year I sat for, I studied and independently studied and sat for the series 65 exam. And um, I had to look at that as this is something I get to do. This is going to make me better at my career. This is going to open up new opportunities for me. So, so for me, it's a win, right? For my team, it's a win because now I'm a better resource for them. And then I also spend a lot of time thinking about the example that I'm setting for my kids. And while I was studying for that series 65 exam, I didn't have as much time for them, but they saw me studying and working towards something. And I hope that that instills a work ethic in them. Yeah, where they'll be able to do the same thing and, you know, see, see the result that I got for, from that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And you have two, two beautiful children, right? On yes, kindergarten, in <laughs> kindergarten and third grade. Is that right? That is, yes. I, I truly believe that setting the example, they, they will absorb that because um, my daughter, Veronica, even though I always thought that, you know, oh my God, I'm working too much. She, she, I don't have enough time for her. Uh, she doesn't deserve this. Now that she's older, she's in fourth grade. It's actually helping her with her own independence. And she actually has this desire of actually working and helping. And because that's what she has seen from her dad and myself, like we are dedicated, we, we work hard, we actually, you know, are providers to our family, we continue to making sure that, you know, we share everything and we learn from one another. So believe me, it will translate. You might not see it like immediately, but at some point it will come out and then you will be like, should I have done that? Because <laughs> <laughs> they they become the mini version of yourself, you know, they, they do. Oh yeah. They do. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're definitely sponges and they're picking up things yeah. that you might not realize they are good and bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So tell me about 
the silver linings of all of this. What, what wins, what struggles we can celebrate with you? Because, you know, there, it's always great to talk about the wins, but there are also struggles that make you grow. So during this transition, you know, you're going from, you know, a mid-regional position that you were comfortable with to taking the, the, the leap into owning your own business and with everything happening, what are the silver linings, wins, struggles that we can celebrate with you? And I say celebrate because there is nothing wrong with like struggling or succeeding. I think they're both equally important. So tell me more about that. Yeah, so I, I think the, the biggest thing that I'm celebrating at the end of 2020 is uh, just the agency that we've built so far. Uh, on the insurance side, we're a team of two, yeah. and uh, we have plans to grow that in 2021. But the fact that through this pandemic, uh, that we were able to build this agency and get insurance companies excited to partner with us and be with us at the ground level starting at zero that that has been for me something to celebrate and something that I will be celebrating as we you know turn the calendar into 2021 yeah I, I think I think the other thing is one of the biggest changes or or transitions for me was you know I in my prior role I was working with a lot of of agencies and carriers at a high level. You know, I was brought in if there was a problem to solve or if someone needed a contact, I, you know, I, I was able to facilitate, facilitate that, but I was not in the weeds selling insurance and servicing yeah. insurance and prospecting and I'm in the weeds now. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that's been super helpful for me to keep in mind is this idea of having a growth mindset. So yeah. for example, I don't know how to quote a policy in XYZ company's system yet. Just adding those three little word, uh, three little letters at the end of a sentence to, I don't know how to do that yet has been like life-changing for me yeah. just to show that, you know, I don't know how to do it right now, but I'll figure it out and I will, I will get it done. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, the business and insurance for a little bit. So Tell, tell everyone what, you know, MPB Financial is about. Tell us like your, your idea, you know, what is that you want to accomplish? What is that MPB is going to do? Sure. Yeah. And thank you for asking that. Um, <laughs> So we are a part of a community bank here in Pennsylvania, and the community bank is an amazing organization. They are highly involved in the communities in which they operate and well-respected. And so we're so fortunate to have that partnership. Mm -hmm. And we're really trying to replicate that with MPB Financial. So, um, we're building, we've built, I can't, I, I should stop saying we're building. We've built yeah. <laughs> an insurance agency. It's here. And we're, it's, it's here, here right? <laughs> <laughs> she's here. Um, she's here. And um, alongside that, we're building a wealth management practice. And we really want to be 
a one-stop shop for our customers. We can do banking, insurance, wealth, business advisory. We want them to trust us, our customers. We want to earn their trust, I should say, so that uh, they can come to us and we can take care of those things so that they can focus on what's important in their life, whether that's their family, whether that's um, their business, leaving a legacy. We want to take care of the financial pieces so that they can focus on what they do best. And that's really what we're about. Um, we want to be involved in the communities in which we operate, just like uh, the bank is. And uh, we value those relationships uh, that the bank has established already. And we just want to make them stronger. Yeah. And I think it's something different, too, than your typical, you know, insurance um, agency out there. I think, you know, if something that we have learned, it's now, it's like you have to reimagine um, everything that you are trying to build just because, you know, you have the traditional agencies that been around for a long time. Uh, you have the agencies that are completely focusing more on insure tech. Then you have the big carriers. And now there is this surge of a mix of both, which is kind of what you're trying to do. It's the mix of the financial, the mix of, you know, leveraging the technology, also the leveraging the community and making sure that there is involvement there. So it's like a little bit of, we got to take a little bit from the past and a little bit from the future and put it together because they both are important. Um, so it is so great that what you're not trying to build, but what you're building and what you have built so far. And remember that it's here. You, are not, <laughs> you will continue to build, but it is here. So how will you say you will, do you feel more empowered now than you were before just because of everything that you're looking forward to learn and to do? Like you mentioned, you are now on the weeds. So are you, are you more empowered now that you were before just because you now know exactly what goes into it, you know, day in and day out? Yeah, so you mentioned it in my intro. I have a tremendous amount of respect for agency owners. And, you know, now I, I may not be an owner, but I'm a leader of an agency. Yeah. And I have an even higher level of respect now having, you know, been yeah. in the weeds for a few months. Yeah. And um, now, you know, I think um, that it, it, it is more empower. It is more empowering, I should say, because I always wondered if I could do it. I always, you know, I told you I had that entrepreneurial bug and I always thought, yeah. I wonder if, or if I was in that role, would I do this or would I do that? And now I'm actually living it and I'm getting a chance to experience it. And that's been empowering because I've shown myself that, that I can do it yeah. and I'm not going to get it right. Everything right on the first try, nope. but I'll figure it out. And, um, mistakes are okay. I yeah. joke that I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so, <laughs> um, you know, I'm trying to bring my full self to the picture and not just my perfect self. Yeah. And, um, 
So yes, I think the short answer to your question is I, I do feel more empowered now that I'm living and breathing it every day. Yeah. You keep going back to say, I am a leader. I am not a business owner. I am a leader. Tell me why that makes such a big difference to you. Wow, that's a really good question, Monica, and I didn't even realize I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, um, we are in our woman network, and our woman network is a leadership network. And I think it is so great that you can do that without even noticing, because <laughs> there is a lot of people out there that kind of like gloat about being a business owner or an entrepreneur or stuff like that. But if something I learned is that our brains are being rewired to think like leaders and not like business owners or, you know, anything like that. So you keep going back to that. And I need to ask you why <laughs> it's so important. And it, it does matter, but I want people to hear why it matters. So I've been fortunate in my career to have experienced many different leadership roles and myself. And I've also been led by some really great leaders. Mm -hmm. And I think why I tend to use that word over owner is that I think a leader is someone who listens to either the people that are on their team or their clients or their prospects. Yeah. And when I think of a leader, I think of someone who's listening and offering guidance and solving problems where they can, working on the business and not just in the business. Yeah. And I want to think of myself as a leader and not just an owner. That's amazing. So that ties in very well with my next question for you, which is who empowers you as a leader? I'm putting, you a, I'm putting you a little bit of a spot here, but this is, this is, this is what it's about, right? <laughs> this is fun. I'm learning a lot about myself too, as we have this conversation, Monica. I, um, at first I wasn't sure how I was going to answer that question. And then I just had like this internal dialogue with myself to say almost like, isn't it obvious, Julie? <laughs> So I have a group of friends who are like me, wives, moms, uh, some of them are business leaders, professionals, they're all, all professionals. And we have not all been together in person probably in over a year now because of COVID. Yeah. But we build each other up through a group message and we were just the other day, um, sort of, like I said, building each other up, giving each other kudos because we were all recently, um, a few of us were involved in trying to help um, one of our friends purchase a home and it ultimately fell through. But um, she was just talking about how impressed she was with our group because 
Um, we're a very positive group. You know, we're also we're not afraid to um, talk about the challenges that we're all experiencing, but we're all there for each other. And this is not a commercial for Peloton, but Peloton has brought us together. <laughs> and, you know, I don't like, think, I don't think Peloton needs any type of like commercial us out there or any type of endorsement. They're doing very good on their own. <laughs> right. Um, and if you have to cut that out, that's okay. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> but it's, it's brought us together because it's something that, you know, we all, we have a lot in common. That's one thing we have in common and we can all come together and celebrate each other. You know, for example, today, one of, one of us um, did her 850th ride at lunchtime and I couldn't be on because I was working, but I was able to just jump on really quick and give her a high five. Like, I know that sounds simple, but it's just a testament to how we're committed to each other and we build each other up and we're there for each other, even if it is just through a, a group chat. We hope <laughs> that someday in the not so distant future, we'll all be able to be together physically. But yeah. for now, that group chat keeps me going. That's amazing. What do you do personally to empower other women around you? I know you just talk about a little bit your, you know, your group of girlfriends and whatnot, but as a leader, what do you do to empower others? So I feel really strongly that as women leaders, we have to be intentional about lifting other women up. We can't just say that it's important. Our actions have to back it up. Yeah. And so at work, I mentor a young woman. We are in the process of building a networking group for women that can meet in small groups virtually for now. And we're hoping to launch that after the beginning of the new year. And like I said, we just have to be intentional about it. We have to, so often as women, I think we don't do a good enough job of supporting each other. We've been told for so long that there's only so many seats at the table for us. And yeah. so we compete more for those one or two seats at the table instead of thinking, why can't there be four or five of us at the table. Right. And so um, those are just a couple of examples. I, you know, I mentioned my, my group of friends that I have. I also have a younger sister and I like to think that, you know, the relationship that we have has empowered her to make decisions in her personal and professional life um, that maybe she wouldn't have thought she was capable of or um, wouldn't have gone for on her own. So And then, you know, the last thing I will share is um, I think we have to be, we talked about this before, but like focused on the next generation, right? Yeah. So I have a son and a daughter Very and yeah, um, I'll share this. You know, one of the friends I mentioned before, we started a Girl Scout troop this year okay. because through quarantine, I was reading all of these books about strong female leaders and so many of them credited their first leadership experiences to experiences they had in Girl Scouts. And so I thought, I've got to learn more about this. I was never a Girl Scout. <laughs> and so now, yeah, so now my friend and I who have little girls that are both in kindergarten, we've started a Daisy Troop and we are intentionally focusing on teaching them about, for example, this year, voting and get, making sure that their voice is heard. 
and um, standing up for themselves. And even at five and six years old, being a leader. Mm-hmm. It's, it is so important because it's a seed that you plant from beginning of times for, uh, for our kids. Like you have to do it. You have to let them speak. You have to let them, you know, express their ideas and their opinions and not really shut them down at a hundred percent. Like you, we, we need to be able to kind of like guide them through the idea to, it's not about disrespect. It's not about, you know, disagreeing uh, with everything that mom or dad said, but there is certainly power about sitting down and say, okay, tell me more about why you feel that way or tell me more about why do you think that needs to be done that way instead of like, no, this is the way, you know? So there is, mm -hmm. uh, there is something powerful about that. And I think the little I know about Girl Scouts is that um they actually provide with that type of mentality and openness of letting them think and solve the problems on their own rather than um them telling them what to do or how to do it i think um we 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 were reading that book culture code um not too long ago and there is an experiment they talk about there with kindergartners. Do you remember that from the book? I do. Yes. And it is so true. I was like, I just want to work with kindergartners all the time. <laughs> right. Because they just, you know, they're, they're not, can at that age, they're not conditioned like we are to think yeah. a certain way. And so right. that example is a good one because they, you know, the kindergartners are, they're all building the same thing, but the yeah. kindergartners as opposed to grown lawyers and professionals just jump in and start trying things. And I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it goes back to what we were talking about for, before and what I was saying about a leader, you know, as a parent, you're a leader too, right? Right. And you have to be a good listener and you have to let your kids make mistakes. And I was just telling somebody earlier, one of my children, when they were still going to school, brought home this coloring page and it said, mistakes are proof that you're trying. And I literally want to make copies of it and paste it up all over my house because, you know, I, I grew up, like I said, as a perfectionist, I had to do everything perfect and I didn't want to fail. And I'm trying not to make my kids feel that same way. And it's hard as a parent, because like you said, you want them you don't want them to experience the pain that comes with making mistakes, but yeah. it's healthy and it, it helps them grow. Yeah. The most important thing I think um, for us as adults is that, you know, just like you mentioned, we're so in, ingrained that we need to be as good as we can be. But at the same time, we need to create consciousness around failure is okay failing is a way of succeeding and I think the difference between us adults and little kids is that they're not afraid to fail we are yeah absolutely <laughs> we, we have to be a little bit more like them so yeah tell me how have you been able to transcend with your life goals and focus by shifting a little 
you know, your, your mindset, you said you're very focused on, you know, a positive growth mindset. So how have you, how, how have you been able to transcend with that? Wow. Okay. Another good question. <laughs> and do you just, uh, so I make sure I answer it. Um, here's the perfectionist in me coming out, Monica. <laughs> yeah, <that's> okay. <laughs> do you, are you looking um, recently or like over, over a lifetime? Well, I think over your lifetime, because you know, you are, we are creatures of growth, right? So mm -hmm. we all come from one place and now we're in another and we keep transcending from point A to that point C that we don't know what that looks like because that, that point C is the point that we just are done, right? And we're not done. We always continue to transcend day over day, you know, week over week. So I guess, you know, over your lifetime, how have you been able to transcend with shifting your behaviors and shifting your mindset? You know, it is a work in progress, but where were you at at one point and where you're now, what is the difference? So I like the way you just explained that. And it, it made me think of something that I've thought about actually a lot since I took this role. Yeah. And I'll try not to go too far in the past, but I will tell you, like so many of us, I never thought I'd find myself in insurance. Yeah. I, when I was in high school and even college, probably up until you know, a few months before I graduated, I wanted to work for a nonprofit and save the world. And I liked helping people. I, that's what I wanted to be about. And it just didn't happen. And I ended up meeting a recruiter from Geico, as you mentioned, and the rest is history, right? But as I look back on it now uh, that I have perspective, every choice I made, I feel like has lined up to get me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. So I met that recruiter. I worked for Geico. I had a great experience there. I learned about personal insurance and I actually worked on the homeowner side for Geico, which many of you who are listening might know actually acts or functions like an independent agent. Yeah. And so I got that experience. I, I left Geico and went to work for independent agencies where I had the opportunity to learn the ins and outs of that world and build relationships with companies and people in the agent in the agency world. Sarah, who brought us together on the table, was one of those people that I met. Yeah. And that allowed me to transition into the role that I'm in now. If it weren't for those experiences that I had in each of those pieces of my professional life, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now. Right. And I think it's so hard as a young person to think about like how your life is going to, to line up. Right. And I've just, I think this year, maybe call it time or the time that the year has given us to reflect have looked back on it and said, wow, like that all like lined up almost like it was supposed to happen that way. <laughs> right, right, right. And but so, when you think that way, when you think that way, that means that you're on the right place. And that's, that's beautiful. 
I, I like to think so. And, you know, I, um, I'm a big believer in like finding your why and, you know, a, a reader of Simon Sinek and, you know, I feel like my why is still what it was when I was in high school and college. And that is that I want to help people. I've just found that insurance is the mechanism that lets me do that. Yeah. And I just have to keep reminding myself of that as I continue to grow. And even though I'm only, you know, a few months into this current role, think about what's next for me. Right. Right. So to complete the podcast and to end it in a really, really good note, what would you tell women out there that are struggling right now that have had a, a tough year, just like, you know, you had, but at the same time, you know, not giving up and trying to, to get out there and do their best. What do you have to tell them today? What message of empowerment will you give them today? That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I just love how your, how your eyes light up. <laughs> I, so, um, this might, I promise you I'll get to the answer, but I feel like I, I have to share something with you first. That's and okay. it's, it's something that I learned about early on in quarantine. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about something called comparative suffering. Mm -hmm. And it's, and you probably know what it is, but you know, if you've not heard of it before, it's, it's basically, it does us no good. We all know comparison is right. um, the thief of all things good, right? right? And, you know, we can't compare ourselves to other people and think that, you know, we're not as successful as them or right. not as popular as them, you know, for younger people. And it's the same thing with our suffering. It's not fair to yourself to say, I had a really tough day today. And but I shouldn't think about that because there are people who have lost their jobs in this pandemic. Mm -hmm. What we need to focus on is having enough empathy and compassion for ourselves mm -hmm. and know that empathy and compassion are not finite. There's enough of it to go around. And I would just say, give yourself some grace, like take care of yourself first so that you're able to take care of other people when you need to. And I think having that in the back of my mind. And I'm so thankful that I found, I listened to that podcast when I did, because it's just put things in perspective for me as we've gone through these past few months. You know, we're all going through the same pandemic, but all of our situations are a little bit different. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, we just, yeah, we just need to have some grace for ourselves and for each other. And, you know, think small, you know, don't try and, um, don't tell yourself that, you know, just because you can't do it all right now that you can't do something. And so make a list of things that you want to accomplish and check off one, check off half of one, but just start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And for me, that, that, that boosts my mood <laughs> a little bit when I'm able to do that. And it gives me the courage to take the next step and to keep moving forward. That's amazing. I think, you know, it is, it is really important not to compare ourselves to others. I think that's one of the, I call it the, 
I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I, I love social media. Social media is a great outlet for a lot of things. And thank goodness for us, because we, we are able to connect. We're able to provide messages. We're able to help people. But at the same time, it's like the detriment of society because mm -hmm. we just we just compare ourselves so much and we just are not letting ourselves kind of like absorb that it is okay not to be okay like not because yes of, you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna use you as an example not i don't know nothing that happened this way but like you know, Julie opened her business and Julie's doing very well. And, you know, Julie this and Julie that and all these good things are there. But what they don't know is that Julie also has had to maybe take on a second job or Julie has had to, you know, she actually goes, she only sleeps four hours a night or like stuff like that. And people don't take the time to share the real story behind what it's the reality of everyone. And I think if people actually did not to compare their suffering, but to compare their ability to actually handle those situations and what comes with it, we will be in a much better position in world. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do, I, I do, I do recommend, um, you know, people to, to listen, um, to that podcast. You can send me the information and I'll put it on our, on our write up because I, I didn't listen to it, but I definitely have had, uh, readings about it. And I think it is so important for people to actually, you know, come down to earth. It's like a calm down to Jesus moment type of thing. <laughs> And I yes. think, you know, it is really important that we take we take the time to kind of do a pat in the back and say, hey, yes, it was a tough day, but remember, this was good. This was good. You have accomplished X. You have accomplished Y. And yes, the road is rocky, but you can do it. Maybe it's taking you longer than you wanted to, or maybe you have encountered a couple of roadblocks that you weren't expecting, but that's life. That's life. And we have to continue moving forward. So are you ready for five quick hitters? I promise they are not difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Transcending is moving from one station in life to the next okay favorite food chocolate <laughs> is that a food group is that a count no, i love it okay favorite music i love it all it depends on the day um okay. right now i'm really on a mumford and sons kick okay favorite book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Okay. And favorite woman influencer? Um, I would say right now, uh, Michelle Obama. She's doing great things, isn't she? I love yes. this woman. She reminds me of my mother. 
my mother is has that that body hair skin color um very strong opinionated and very um forthcoming um mm -hmm. those are characteristics of my mom that i see in her and uh, every time i see her or listen to her podcast which is really good uh and i also read her book uh it is it is extraordinary uh, yes she is she is something that i think we all aspire to be someday <laughs> well and i think it it doesn't um surprise me that you know you en enjoyed her book because i did too and you know that might have been my second favorite book on my list yeah but um she her story is a story of transcending right she yeah. It she is. thought she was going to be something and she was checking all these boxes and she got there and she realized that she wasn't happy and fulfilled. And so she pivoted. And yeah. I just feel like that's such an important message for us all to hear. And I also, what I really liked most about her book was her, her vulnerability and honesty. I was like, what, Michelle, yes. this when she was 13? no way right <laughs> so, through the yeah. entire book i was like she did that no <laughs> they went through that no <laughs> yeah because you know you wouldn't you see them as you know all of us you know all of us outsiders just started seeing them when their careers and where are their peak like we we had no idea anything that they had to go through to like to get there so for me reading that book and i cannot wait to read about barack obama's book because that just came out last week i think or something mm -hmm. um but i think you know every time i read a book that has that sort of impact in me like i i just keep it forever and i keep reading them and reading them because every time i read them i uncover something more that i I probably just overlooked because I was so into like that situation that I was like, oh my God. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. That book, it's not going in the library book sale. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for women out there today, if you had the power to change something, what would it be? If I had the power to change something, it would be reversing the impact that COVID-19 has had on women in the workforce. Mm. Why? I know that we were making great strides as women in the professional world. Yeah. And I don't just say that that's important because I'm a woman in the professional world. You know, there are studies and facts and statistics that show that when women are in leadership positions, companies perform better. Yeah. And this pandemic has had a negative bias to women and more of us are having to step out of our professional roles to take care of children of loved ones yeah just keep their family afloat and yeah. it will take us years to get back to where we were at the beginning of 2020 and that's just really heartbreaking to me and i think it just goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how we have to be intentional about lifting up other women 
And for me right now, I don't, I don't know the answer to how we impact what's happened over the past few months, but I'm going to try and find a way to help it, whether it's hiring those women back when they're ready to come Mm -hmm. back or offering them classes or skills, um, skill um, development so that they, they don't lose what they have. I just want to find a way to, to have an impact. Yeah. And I think that's one of my reasons for this podcast too. We, we cannot give up. We, we really have to support each other. We need to be a resource for one another. And we really have to learn from everything and everyone that has gone through different experiences that can help us one way or another. And I cannot thank you enough for you to open up, being willing to be here, sharing your story, sharing your opinion. I think we all have the power within us to make a difference. Um, And I really thank you for, you know, everything that you are doing, that you're planning to do, um, and for your commitment, for your commitment towards not just yourself, but your family and all of us, because we are all learning from one another. And I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming and uh, we'll see you all next week. Hey y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and that one way or another you were able to identify with today's story. Remember, like Catherine Stockett said, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Start believing in yourself and empower those around you because you never know when suddenly someone can realize they have a choice in what they could believe and do in this world. If you don't follow us yet, please subscribe at our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Monica Duani. You can also follow us on Instagram at TranscendWithM. Or if you just want to chat with me one-on-one, make sure to just connect on LinkedIn and send me a message. It's Monica Duani, and I'm always here for you. I hope that you enjoy this episode, and I'll see you next week.